Hi there, and welcome to Even If, a weekly podcast about standing firm when life is shaking. I'm your host, Kelly Strife. Strife rhymes with wife. And together, we're finding the courage to approach uncertain and unwanted seasons of life through a posture of faith that stands firm and declares, even if he doesn't, he is still good. True confession over here. We are ordering Uber Eats like it's our job these days. We're ordering it a lot. Is anybody else with me on this meal delivery service train? Because trying to buy groceries while you're wearing masks and practicing social distancing and then trying to cook at the end of days that all feel exactly the same just feels like more than we can do most weeks. So Uber Eats it is. I don't want to talk about the fees. They're astronomical, I know. But we're saving so much money on gas, right? At least that's what I try to tell myself. We do occasionally go to the store, don't get me wrong, and we schedule grocery deliveries, but we may also be single-handedly keeping the same four restaurants in business. So there you go. That's what it's like over here in our house these days. In this season, it's one of those things that just kind of is what it is. We had definitely used food delivery services on occasion before, but it wasn't a regular part of our routine. But neither was wearing a mask. And neither was carrying hand sanitizer in my pocket when I leave the house. And neither was crossing the road when I pass another human being on my daily walks. There are a lot of things that are new in this season. So Uber Eats has a new option now. If you've ordered recently, they have an option for this contactless delivery. And you used to be able to choose whether you met your driver outside or at the door, but now there's an additional option to simply leave at the door. And if you select this option, you get a message a few minutes before your food arrives, letting you know it's close and encouraging you to give your driver a minute to drop your food on the porch and then get back to his or her car before you open the door so that you don't make contact. You don't connect. You don't cross paths. I do usually give it a minute and try to open the door in time to wave at the driver as they're climbing into their car because it feels rude to literally not have any contact with them. So I get the text, I wait a minute, get the alert that someone's at my door, give them a few seconds, open the door, go to grab my food and at least wave while they're driving off. So much about our world and society these days is built around this contactless delivery option. It's become a new norm for us. We can pay through Venmo. We can pick up items on the porch. We can schedule grocery deliveries without ever leaving the house. We actually ordered items from Home Depot where someone shopped and brought it to our house without ever speaking to them or ever laying eyes on each other. Painting supplies were just dropped off. I brought them inside and we started on our next project. It's a relationless transaction. And while that's really good for our food delivery service these days, I fear that we're approaching God the same way. Especially right now in this season, in my grief, there are times when his presence doesn't immediately feel comforting. There are times when I'm overwhelmed with questions and confusion and honestly disappointment over the story he's writing in our lives. And so I've read a lot recently about the promises that he gives us in Isaiah chapter 61, because people quote these promises a lot. We sing them in songs. We send them to people when they're going through seasons of grief, that we will give us a crown of beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning, and a garment of praise for the spirit of despair. 
And I want those. I want that trade-off. I'm tired of the ashes. I'm tired of mourning. I'm tired of being disappointed and discouraged and sad. I want to order off that menu. And I am happy to give what I currently have to receive these promises that God gives us. And so I start looking for the transaction. What's the drop-off point? Can you leave these on my door? I'll turn in everything I'm currently holding to pick up this delivery, please. Where do I pick those up? Where do I get those? I want often the contactless delivery, the leave at the door option, a clean handoff. I'll give you my tears and you give me joy. I'll set the ashes outside and you'll drop off the crown. I'll throw off despair and you'll fill my closet with garments of praise. God, if you could just give me a little heads up about when you're getting close, I'll make sure everything you need to take is waiting and I'll pick up my order after you leave. Whatever the terms, I'll meet them. Just tell me what they are. Where are we making this exchange? But here's the problem with that line of thinking, because to be fair, there are certainly transactional elements to the gospel. There is a transaction that takes place as God takes on what was meant for us and gives us what he purchased instead. The transaction is a foundational piece of our beliefs. But the problem is that we're trying to receive the promises of God without experiencing the presence of God. We're trying to complete the transaction without contact. But God's promises are fulfilled in his presence, by his presence. It's not, hey, spend some time in my presence and then I'll give you what you really want. It's everything you want is found only in me. That's where joy exists. That's where beauty is found. That's where praise spontaneously breaks out. But we've gotten so used to this contactless delivery option that we want to pay our money and have him leave the food on the porch. We want to toss out our ashes, our mourning, our grief, our despair, and have him drop off the beauty, the joy, and the praise. And what I'm finding is that these promises are more wonderful than we could even imagine, but they're good precisely because they're found in him. They don't exist apart from him. Psalm 1611 says, you fill me with joy in your presence. Or as other translations put it, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. This isn't a no contact delivery. It's not a leave at the door transaction. This is a skin to skin, face to face. We breathe in what he breathes out, collision that exchanges our heaviness for praise, our mourning for joy and our ashes for beauty but it only happens up close and personal when we're connected to him. And when you look closer at these verses in Isaiah, here's what we're actually promised. That in Jesus, in his coming, his life, his death, and his resurrection, we are ensured that ashes are not final, that death isn't the end, that mourning isn't forever. In the time this was written in Isaiah, ashes were often used as a symbol to express grief and loss. Ashes have taken on a whole new meaning to us because we had Imogen cremated and spread her ashes in North Carolina, a place that's really special to us. But at the time, ashes were symbolic of what the people were experiencing, not only literal, but also a symbol. 
People would wear sackcloth and put ashes on their heads. It was an outward expression of their inward pain. But here in Isaiah, they're promised a crown of beauty, something ornamental, something lavish and beautiful to put on their heads to wear in place of the ashes they're used to. They're offered the oil of joy or gladness, and oil was reserved for times of festivity and honor. It wouldn't have been used during a season of mourning. So it's meaningful that they're offered this here as an exchange. And they're given the garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair, of heaviness, of weariness or grief. And there's another symbolic picture of exchanging the clothes of mourning, the literal sackcloth that people wore to demonstrate their grief, for the clothes of festivity or thankfulness of praise, for the bright, colorful items that people would wear in celebration. And this language is intentional because the people were used to robing themselves to indicate the season that they were in. So this passage promises us two things. First, it prophesies that their circumstance will change, that this season will come to an end because the Messiah is coming. And when he does, there will be no more reason to mourn, to grieve, to be sad in light of the eternity he'll usher in because this is not the end. But second, it promises us hope that even when our circumstance doesn't change here on earth, that God's presence changes us and gives us a reason to praise, to rejoice, and to be glad even in the middle of our pain and mourning and grief. And in both, don't miss this, in both, it's God's presence, God coming, that initiates the exchange. So the contactless delivery option might be a good call for our meals and groceries and mail, but it's a poor substitute for the things we find in God, for the exchange God offers us in his presence. If you're seeking God's promises more than you're seeking him, you'll probably find yourself disappointed on both counts. But it's when we meet him at the door, when we invite him in, when we don't worry about bumping into him because we know that even collision is contact, that we find the fullness of the exchange he offers us. And this section of Isaiah, this section of the scripture ends with this promise. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. This is how we stand firm. This is how we produce fruit even here. This is how we aren't shaken. And this is how we allow ourselves to become a display of his splendor. In his presence, we find fullness of joy. In his presence, we find a crown of beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness and despair. I just want to make sure you all know I create show notes each week after these podcasts. You can find them by going to theevenifpodcast.com. That's theevenifpodcast.com. And you'll find links to anything I've talked about, quotes that you can write down, or any resources that I have that go along with the podcast will be available there. So make sure to check out theevenifpodcast.com to catch show notes each week.